Welcome to Spectacular Slovakia. My name is Michaela Terencány and today I am joined once again by Naomi Hužovičová from Smolenice who agreed to come and talk about Easter holidays and what you should definitely not forget to eat when you are <laughs> when you're in Slovakia on Easter. Welcome back, Naomi. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe first tell me what's your favorite part of, of Slovak Easter holidays. My favorite part? <laughs> The food. <laughs> okay. So maybe, <laughs> so maybe maybe we should just go straight uh, to that. Is it very different uh, to what you were used to back home in Canada uh, when celebrating Easter? Food-wise, food wise, we would often have like ham or something. Mm-hmm. But um, there's definitely dishes here that I had never seen before. Such as? Uh, so my mother-in-law makes stratenakura. Mm-hmm which translates to lost chicken. I don't know why there's no chicken in it. Because <laughs> it's lost. You, know? <laughs> That's right. you lost the chicken, so you have to use pork instead. And uh, you use ground pork and lots of parsley and um, buns, like either roški, the long ones, or zemla, kind of round ones. And it's kind of like a meatloaf casserole sort of thing, but much more bread-like. It's less less meaty than meatloaf and she'll make that on saturday and we kind of eat it for the next two days uh another one is a lot of things these things don't really have names (laughs) yeah (laughs) rolada so like a meat you use the meat from the from the ribs and it's like a big it's thin and it's big and um you put ground meat and more of these like soaked bread as a filling and then you uh, roll it up mm-hmm. and bake it if you think like a jelly roll but made of meat okay and the the very typical thing that everyone has to eat on Easter uh, Sunday and a Saturday night before at least uh, where I come from is the ham Yeah, yeah so ham. smoked ham. Smoked ham that when you live in a village, people would usually make sure that it's their homemade smoked ham. Do you like that? Yeah, I do, with <laughs> lots of horseradish. <laughs> yeah, my husband calls it the the Slovak prosciutto. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something that you really look forward to because it's like supposedly the first thing that you eat after the long fasting mm. that goes throughout the Good Friday and then for some people also through the, the whole Saturday. Uh, so Friday and Saturday. So uh, it right. will be the first meaty thing. It's something that we already mentioned on a podcast before. The very Slovak potato salad. Do you have that with your Easter ham? Uh, well, usually they have for the ham, at least in my husband's family, they have ham if they eat something at night after um after Easter vigil mm-hmm. and in the morning for breakfast and then for lunch <laughs> of course it's more schnitzel of course there we go again <laughs> so then there's more deep fried deep fried uh, pork breaded pork and and potato salad yes the potato salad that that needs to be there so we already mentioned that quite a lot in the christmas episode and it's really like the festive meal that slovaks yeah. need to have on on big holidays and easter what do you make i never i rarely make slovak sweets actually yeah um 
So it's your mother-in-law who makes the baranka. Yeah. So well, my sister-in-law. So mm -hmm. baranka is a it's a cake that looks like a lamb. Mm -hmm. This has um religious comes from like religious connotations. Uh, but you bake it in a form. You put the form together and cover it in white icing. Mm -hmm. I don't actually know what it tastes like because everybody just sees it and says, ooh, ah, and no one cuts it up <laughs> and eats it. <laughs> oh, well, it's, a, it's more or less a pound cake, no? A yeah. babuka or something. Yeah. Like um, another one is like pletenka. Mm -hmm. So it's like a sweet bread and you braid it in a, often in a circle, mm -hmm. um, which is really... I mean, it's basically the same thing as a Vianochka, which is for Christmas, mm -hmm. but it's just for Easter. Uh, then there's lots of sweets that that aren't specific to Easter, but um, are always there. So my sister-in-law makes grilashki. Mm -hmm. You can buy wafers, and you put a caramel filling between the wafers. Mm -hmm. It's like pure sugar. The kids love it. Uh One that's not very, I don't know how common it is, but Gorditske Reze. It's um, another, a different sister-in-law makes this one. And it's so good. It's it's a kind of a flattish cake, quite yellow. I think there's a lot of egg yolks in it. Mm -hmm. And then you cut it in half. And in the middle, you put tavaro and, and raisins. Mm -hmm. It's really good. I like that one. Um, Punchevicola, Chastavi. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, my mom always used to make uh, oblishperst. You know that one? Mm -mm. Lick your finger. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Though. It's a it's a, it's a cake with three layers. So you have the biscuit part that is uh, with cocoa, so it's brown, and then you have the yellow part, which is like custard cream, and then on top of it is like um, oh, uh, like a meringue. Wine. Yeah, right. Yeah, lem um. and sprinkled with chocolate. A lot of these cakes I see all the time, and I have no idea what they're called. So it's very. This one is called Oblishpers. It's it's uh, that has a so good. Name. You lick your fingers off. You <laughs> yeah yeah. You have to have every bite of it. Other than um, food, however, what maybe surprised you about Slovak Easter when you first came to Slovakia? Okay, fourteen so years ago, right? Was yeah it? yeah. Uh -huh. Um, so here at Easter. On Easter Monday is the tradition that the boys will come and uh, on Saturday they'll make these plated, they call them whips, but they're like plated sticks, basically. Shibaki. Shibaki of, of flexible branches. And uh, they plate them, there's a knot at the end, and then on Easter Monday the boys go around and, and whip the girls and pour water on them. Some places they do perfume. I've, I haven't seen that. And uh, it was quite a shock. <laughs> oh, and then re in return, the girl gives um, maybe some chocolate eggs or and ties a ribbon on the, on the whip. It was definitely a shock, and I was a little bit indignant when I first saw this tradition. And I'm still a little torn. Half of me loves tradition. Half of me loves, like, keeping up yeah traditions and and customs and half of me is like that's just <laughs> screwed up <laughs> it's not fair 
Probably less the whipping. I mean, the whipping doesn't really hurt. It kind of, you know. Well, it depends on. I guess it depends who's doing <laughs> it. <laughs> Yeah, I I prefer I prefer the whipping to to water. Someone like pouring cold water on you is just like super annoying, and it it also I find it hilarious because Slovak women, Slovak mothers, Slovak grandmothers are very concerned. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, they're very concerned that you have to dress warmly. You're never dressed warmly enough. Where's your scarf? Where's you know? Where's your sweater? And then. One day a year, Easter can still, I mean, it changes when it is, but it's still quite cold outside often. Well, if it's at the end of March, it might even be freezing in some parts there of Slovakia. There might be freezing. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's Easter when there's still snow and, and, and these girls are outside and like guys are dumping like ice cold buckets of water. Like, so they're going to get sick the rest of the year, but not today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you don't. <laughs> then you might not the rest of the year either. <laughs> well, that, that's supposedly the purpose of of the whipping and the water, right? right? So that you stay healthy, stay healthy for the, and, for the whole year. Yeah, to come. It has various um, roots. I mean, people say they're kind of these pagan roots for fertility in, in spring. And um, the part that I find unfair, though, is that. So my son will go with the other cousins and the boys and go out into the town, go around and to all the girls. And he'll come back. Now it's like a massive bag of candy and money. He'll like, he'll make quite a cashing. Yeah. You and do. I'm like, what the heck? I mean, if if we were in a town, we don't stay in our hometown. We go to our grandmother's. So we don't really know that many other kids there. Uh, if we were on our own town and there were boys coming over and, you know, the girls are waiting for the guy they have a crush on to, you know, pay attention to them, maybe it would be a little bit different, maybe, but um, they don't. So they just get whipped by their cousins, which is not yeah. very exciting. And uh, they didn't mind when they were little. As they get older, now now it's turned into kind of a, there are a lot of cousins and it's turned into a, like, contest who can wake up earlier the girls will wake up like super early and go hide somewhere and and so there's kind of fun and games around it but I'm the jury is my jury is still out on what I think of this tradition and it's the same for me and and I mean I come from a village and I used to get a lot of tradition (laughs) as I as I grew up as I was growing up and um, and I remember that you know, at times it was really annoying, like when you were nine or 10 years old and you would have like your 60 year old (laughs) uncle uh, coming to whip you, like to beat you basically (laughs) at seven in the morning. (laughs) You were still in bed or something and your mother was trying to like prevent the the person from entering the room. And uh, it doesn't go that far. Not not the very nice memories. But then, you know, when you are a teenager, uh, growing up in a village, it's exactly as you said. Like you hope for some people yeah. <laughs> to to come to your you place. Hope that boy village. comes. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of discussion every year about you know the feminist perspectives of that, and then the uh, you know keeping the tradition. People saying, you know, I think that uh, I wouldn't condemn the tradition completely. <laughs> if you know, you, you all all it takes is just to be sensible about it and yeah. do, do like a, a very symbolic visit to the uh, 
uh, to your relatives. I think that's that's usually nice. Like very often I see people on Easter Monday whom I'm, whom I don't see normally. Well, I remember talking to some some girls and they said what they disliked the most about Easter Monday was less the whipping, but but often people would get quite drunk and then it then it um kind of escalates. So it's not just like little boys going around and, you know, sprinkling you with a little bit of water. It's it's like men getting drunk and then things going and teenagers getting drunk yeah. like that's that's a big problem that you know some people don't really uh, as you said with the warm clothing <laughs> is the same with alcohol like oh it's the day where you can also uh give a drink to a 14 year old right i mean that's that's quite a controversial thing but other than that there are very many traditions that are uh, connected with the church that are you know, observed mostly by believers that I remember from my childhood. Uh, Easter used to be quite a quite a magical time. There are many rites uh, in the church that, uh, you know, have, have some mystical element in them. Well, in the in the church, Easter is kind of the, the biggest feast of the year, mm-hmm. religiously wise. And um, you can start, so there can be like an Easter vigil on the Saturday evening and they'll light a fire outside and have this like big bonfire and uh, Sunday morning back to food Sunday morning <laughs> the grandmothers often have these baskets and they fill they go to church and they fill them with you know a big chunk of ham and some bread salt um, hard-boiled eggs various goodies and and take it to the church and and uh, the priest will bless it and then you that's what you eat for breakfast is this blessed food mm-hmm uh, there may be a little bit of side looking like who has the nicer basket, <laughs> who has the better covering and whose is fuller, but, uh, yeah. And the, about the, uh, how do you call them? Rattles? The rapkate? Do you have that in small? Oh, so, yeah. On, on Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Friday's very solemn and they have, yeah, we didn't have these, um, I don't know how to call them in English, noisemakers. Many people in Slovakia, however, don't stick with the traditions so much anymore, as far as I can tell. While on Christmas, you still uh, try to observe lots of the traditions mm-hmm. connected with the Christmas Eve and then the Christmas Day. On Easter, many people prefer to travel. You know, it's like the first spring days and, uh-huh. and many people still go skiing. It's for many people, it's like the last uh, chance to ski right. in the mountains, and and yeah, people would prefer to have some outings in the nature rather than sit at home and wait for <laughs> boys to come and meet them. But you're from a village, so probably that's uh, that's uh, a bit different. Uh, yeah, I mean, we always spend it with my husband's family, mm-hmm. and it's like not questionable okay. <laughs> that you get together and and eat lots of food yeah that's what slovaks do usually <laughs> on on holidays okay well i think that we have mentioned uh, quite a lot of stuff again thanks Naomi, <laughs> for for telling us about your easter in my Slovakia. pleasure Thanks for listening. If you like traveling around Slovakia and have recommendations you would like to share with our listeners, let us know at spectator at spectator.sk or on Facebook. For full information about traveling in Slovakia, visit shop.spectator.sk to buy our spectacular Slovakia travel guide. 
This was Spectacular Slovakia with Michaela Terencani, brought to you by the Slovak Spectator, Slovakia's English language newspaper. Special thanks to Tomáš Rybar for post-production of this podcast. Spectacular Slovakia is available on spectator.sk, SoundCloud or iTunes with new episodes out every Wednesday evening. 